Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. It may also contain content too frightening for people with a weak disposition. If you're too frightened to carry on, we suggest that you go and listen to some soothing music, light a candle and hide underneath a blanket. If you're ready to carry on, follow us into a world of 100 horrors. You are listening to... Welcome to episode 5 of 100 Horrors uh, with me, Matthew, with uh, uh, Rob, who sat next to me, and with the lovely Paul Dickinson. Hello. <laughs> good, good. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the 1977 uh, Dario Argento film, uh, Suspiria, um, which is a, a neon nightmare from start to finish. Um, <laughs> basic, plot, basic plot of the film is very difficult to define because this film is all over the shop. But the basic premise of it is um, a character called Susie Banyan uh, goes to Germany to join a ballet school called Tanz Dance Academy, which translates to Dance Dance Academy. Uh, she sees a character called Pat Hingle <laughs> <laughs> fleeing from the academy. Um, and then a massive spoiler, obviously, but it's because Pat has worked out that the place is a coven, um, and it's full of witches. And then it goes, it goes to shit from there, really, doesn't it? That's a very uh, simplistic version of the of the, uh, the the narrative of the film because it's actually far, far more complicated than that. Um, like I missed out, for example, the part of the film where it rains maggots because someone has left a box of food in the loft, and that happens. Huh? Yeah. I left out the bit where um, a, a man's dog looks at a gargoyle, so it kills a blind man. And again, I've seen documentaries about that. I'm not sure why any of that happens. I'll just say, the start of the film, I thought was going to be really promising because it was quite straight in. Yes. I'm, yes. I've been keeping quiet because I really liked it. Well, <laughs> I thought it was okay. all right. So a little bit of background on it then, uh, Dario Argento, because I've been doing a lot of research on this, trying not to turn these into film studies lectures, but uh, Dario Argento is uh, a prominent director in a, a genre called giallo film, giallo, which translates to yellow, basically. It's to do with, it's basically Italian crime films, uh, and they all have certain visual styles, so like very bright kind of neon lights and stuff like that, murders shot in extreme close-up and, and high levels of brutality, and I think the film definitely has that, Yeah, it definitely has that. Um, but from everything I've read on this film, people are saying it seems very fashionable to like this film um, be- because it's it's kind of seen as a bit of a classic. And in one of the reviews I read um, from when it first came out, the, the reviewer, for the I think he was for the New York Times, said um, Dario Argento had worked so hard on trying to make the film uh, stylistic, it would be impolite not to be frightened. So, yeah. Wow. Quaint. Very quaint. Should we get right into a scare rating? Yeah. The Scare Factor. Six point five. Four. Four. Mm. <laughs> hey, again, look at that. Again. Yeah. Go on then. Why is six point five? That's that's the highest. Visually, absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely one of the best looking films I've seen. The two things that let it down, and I don't know if it was the same for you, I don't know what version you watched, 
but if you watch it on Amazon Prime... Um, yeah, that's the one we saw. Yeah, so you spend the first half an hour reading an essay about the film, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. film was shot on technical. It gets take like technical, like filmed on technical, and then it got ruined, and they lost the print, and uh, and like goes on for ages about like. So then they lost part of the film. So then they got like the negatives, and then uh, the the did this that and the other, and then it's you're reading it for ages. Like yeah. I had to pause it and read it, and then the very next slide, it's like ah, but they fixed it. <laughs> So what are you telling me for? I don't need to know. I don't care. What are you telling me for? When they were filming this, everyone had really bad headaches all the time. Yeah. And uh, uh, but, but we filmed it. Actually, three <laughs> things, right? So that, that's number one. Good. Number two, uh, and if, I know this is an Italian thing because you get it on like spaghetti westerns and yeah. that. Overdubbing. The yes. whole thing was yeah. overdubbed. And it's really annoying where, like, so apparently, and this, I haven't researched this, but apparently, um, like, so in Italian films, all the actors speak the native tongue that's, and then yeah, they overdub it. So you've right. got one thing where like someone's talking English and they overdub it in English and then they're speaking to someone who's speaking Italian and then they overdub it in English. And it, it it was dead confusing. I was like, eh, what's going on here? Yeah, that's a, that is a common thing in Italian films because it gets exported to other countries. So the, it makes sense. They don't really record a lot of the dialogue on set. Nah. So what they said in some of the trivia I was reading, the main actress... She said she found it very difficult to be active when there was like lads in the background just like, yeah, put the lights over there when you're going to shoot it. Well, she's trying to act in these, in these horrible scenes. And the, uh, the third and final thing, um, whoever did the, or whoever made the decision to do the sound should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. What do you mean? Completely agree. Absolutely. Because it's like, <laughs> the, 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 di- the dialogue yeah. is like, oh, <laughs> you mean the sound levels? Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's absolutely. like, right, so literally it's like, and then just stops dead then just stops dead to the point where I was getting fuming because I had to sit there with a remote man it was late I was like I kept having to turn it down think the police going to be knocking at the door any second are you watching Suspiria in there we are turning it down my average TV volume is about 12 the volume for the dialogue was about 50 and it was about one for the for the music what's going on so I nearly I nearly ran it through a compressor I was like I'm going to go and get a compressor down and run it through that because it's doom heading that's what I've written that down somewhere it's the it's the maddest loud to quiet ratio I've ever seen I had to sit there and ride the remote all night yeah. turn whoever up, made turn that decision up, should be banned from all everything to do with sound should have the ears ripped off we've paid a fortune for this soundtrack <laughs> we, people are going to hear it idiots they are idiots they are idiots right why a four why have you given it a four I think because I saw the remake and I thought the remake was brilliant. Yes. Now, at this stage, we are, uh, and again, I'm trying to keep this podcast focused on the film and not personal stories, but we all went to go see the remake, didn't we? Oh, God, yeah. Someone want to do it? Someone want to tell the story? So, I, I vaguely remember it. <laughs> Can I just, before you do, I just remember your coat sat next to you oh, and yeah. you had like, it was winter, you had this rustling coat. <laughs> Every time you took a drink, it was. And for for a good sorry, part of the film, sorry. for a good part of the film, we thought that Rob's court was going to be the loudest thing in there. But <laughs> yeah, so we're all sat watching it in in this tiny little cinema, uh, local, the Ark local Cinema, the Stockton Ark. Ark Cinema. Make sure you yeah. go there when it reopens. So the, uh, the one of the only cinemas in the area, probably the only cinema in the area that shows like uh, independent films and uh, like arty films like this. <clears throat> and um, so we're sat watching it. And I can't remember what scene it was. Was someone having it's a the fit? Bit, it's the bit where Olga, the character of Olga, is uh, manipulated by a oh. witch. And she starts to... Ch- the, the witch basically casts a spell on her. 
and she gets mangled and all her bones break. Very horrible, horrible uh, scene that. Yeah, so she's getting all twisted and distorted. Like I remember her face like getting all distorted and like dribbling and smashed up against the wall and stuff like that by and these she's going, unseen she's going forces. Like... Yeah. Next thing you know, load of uh, hubbub on the row <laughs> down from us. Someone starts like jumping. I thought, hey, what's going on here? Someone's kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it turns out someone was actually having a fit. And uh, it was quite frightening because it was like, oh, yeah. God. Because I, I remember reading all the hype for this film as well before I went to see it. Because yeah, yeah. it was like, this is the scariest film you're going to see. It's dead. Like, oh, people are like like fainting and watching it and stuff. Next thing you know, someone starts having a fit. I was like, ah, oh, God. As, it's as a woman this on film. screen is getting churned up and, yeah. and, and backs bending all over the place, this lad next to him, next to Paul, starts going, <laughs> and his, <laughs> his mum going, I remember his mum going, John? 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 <laughs> and my dad said, I would be like, shh. <laughs> ruined get him absolutely out. ruined get, get the film him out of here. ruined the film yeah so if you are listening John I hope you're alright mate because yeah. that looked yeah. horrible I, I think as well horrible. wasn't this uh, the same time where three lads like burst in yeah the yeah. door went open and they come in and like sit down at the front and then essentially it's like and they got up and left <laughs> yeah but the whole time I was sat on the edge of my seat terrified uh, what of the three men? Well, just of everything. Uh, one, was, the, the, fi- <laughs> the film, the fit, and the three men bursting through the door, which is the name of uh, our upcoming film: <laughs> the film, the fit, and the three men. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's why I think because the 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 remake was brilliant. One of my favorite horror films. Really good. But I, the original, I love it. Yeah, like the volume, like all the points that Rob made. <laughs> I didn't think the acting was very good either. Oh no, definitely not. No, um, fucking shite. <laughs> that what was the uh, the roommate who she was like? Well, I'm gonna make a phone call now. Like oh, yeah. everything was like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't want to go in there, huh? What's What's yeah. your name? She's like Stephanie. Ah, I heard that names beginning with the letter S are the name of a snake. <laughs> oh yeah. Like what? You yeah. what? Settle down, would you? Banter. Well, originally the film the film originally I I gentle. Not had he didn't write it, but the film originally was supposed to be all about twelve year olds, and um, the the company behind it said you you can't make a film with this level of violence about twelve year olds. You can't do that, Rolf. You can't. <laughs> you can't do that. Listen, Mister Gad, you can't do that. I've got I've got so, Jimmy backing me. <laughs> Jimmy's finance in the film. So he'd um so and that's why in the film later on when they're walking past doors, all the door handles are over their heads because they're supposed to be really oh. short in this film, and that's why all the actresses behave very childlike, and and the matrons are very motherly as well. I just thought they were simple. I'm gonna play this now. Oh, oh load of noise from my phone. Uh, oh, oh God! Oh, I like that. This uh, this was one excellent bit of acting, and I hope it works, that I really liked. He's only Romanian. Yeah. He don't be afraid to say so. He can't understand you anyway. He speaks only Romanian. Oh, I jumped the good oh. bit. <laughs> Mrs. Tanner. You're on about yeah. Mrs. Tanner. Yeah. Who's He's the- very ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Tanner, the reddest, the reddest lady on the planet. <laughs> With the whitest teeth. She's the most Germanic lady I've ever seen. Walks past a, a large fella. I can't remember what the large guy's called. But he's like he's like a humpback, isn't he? And he's got yeah. all mangled teeth and stuff. And missing hair. And she goes, "Isn't oh, he ugly?" While smiling, and then the woman's like, oh, "Well, I don't know, but I don't be shy. Say it to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're ugly." She's like, "But isn't he handsome with his new teeth?" Every and time I saw, I laughed because you know when like um, in like German propaganda where you see like strong women like in the fields. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah. need you to work in fields. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine like her being on it. 
And I like as well that one of my favorite scenes in this whole film because she is a high point for me, and I'll talk about why it's a four in a minute because I'm, I'm I'm raving about it. I'm raving, man. I'm raving. But uh, the bit where there's a little boy in it called Albert, <laughs> and Albert looks like a, <laughs> oh yeah, what was he about? He looks like a cross between Augustus Gloop and the <laughs> the characters from the village <laughs> village of the dam, and he's just this little Germanic boy, and um, he walks over to a, an Alsatian that pulls the blind man around. And uh, he obviously interferes with it, and and the, the dog bites him. Mrs. Tanner walks in while uh, the blind guy's playing the piano. She's like, "Your dog has bitten Albert." <laughs> and then she, so, like for some reason, that's enough for her to pick up his coat and his cane and throw it across the dance studio. And yeah. she stands there beaming while this bi- blind man's looking for his cane. She's got no shame, but I, I like how aggressive she is with that. I liked uh, as well. Next to the young lad was the uh, spitting image of uh, Mrs. Trunchbull. Yes. Yeah. She's a bit rough. And at one point as well, what kicks off the whole nightmare of the film is the part where um, she, the, the main character's walking down, um, what's she called, Susie? The main character's walking down a hallway and uh, that Mrs. Trunchbull lady is just cleaning a load of silver in the hallway and then she's like, I'm going to shine this silver right in her eye. And then oh, yeah. and it turns it and it goes in her eye and it makes her feel really poorly so she can't do a dance after this. Just gives her a migraine. Yeah. Right. Right. Why I gave it a four. I think this is a literal version of style over substance. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. Uh, the, as far as, so I read, I read that I've got more of an appreciation for the film now, but I'm not changing my initial rating for it. But um, I read that this, this film is the the closest thing to a nightmare you'll ever experience. And I absolutely agree because it's really disjointed, very surreal. The, the really bright lights and the technical or exposure over the whole thing are, are fantastic. But if you, if you want any sort of story, you ain't getting it. Yeah. Um, because you can't fucking hear it for one thing. <laughs> yeah. So they've got, uh, was it Goblin? Yeah. Uh, I don't Goblin. know much about them, but I assume they're a band. Mm-hmm. So um, They're an Italian prog rock band. Right. So they do the soundtrack and that one, like, that song was excellent. I thought that's a really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But number one, it's it's like... You know, ears are falling off. It's that loud, like blood pouring out my ears. And this, <laughs> number two is it just plays for no reason. So it's like, yeah, uh, someone's gonna open a door, <laughs> then cuts off, and then nothing happens for ages, completely silent. And then something dead scary happens, and it comes on twice as loud. And then someone just like sits down in a chair, and it's like <laughs> all the way through. I was like, it's just random, like, hey, they haven't listened to that song in about five minutes. Just stick it on, shall you? It's like mental. But then when that dog bites Albert, silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? That, another reason, sound man, you should be ashamed of yourself. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I hope you're listening. Right, shall we do I Don't Want to Die? You can go first. I uh, I can't think of the deaths. What have you got? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> falling into a razor wire. Yeah, and then it, she gets a throat slit or something like that, doesn't she? Yeah, that's that, not that's, that's not a, very nice. That's a key again. That's a key example of, of where the score's silent. She goes in. She's run away from what she thinks is like a werewolf, demon, witch, whatever. Um, she locks herself in a room, and the only way she can escape is through a tiny little window. So it's deadly silent. She spends about five minutes stuck in boxes climbs up this thing and then she's like ah looks down lovely 
jumps in, the room's full of razor wire for some I, reason. I really laughed Silent. at that bit as well. <laughs> 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 like the the again, massive build up like and she's like running, running, and then she goes in this room, puts a little latch down, and then this knife dead slowly comes through. <laughs> it's like, oh god, and it's like dead loud build like a lot of noise going on. And then suddenly cuts off and you just see this knife going up dead slowly going just pushing this lock up and down yeah. like, for a good, do, a good like two can't minutes. Yeah. You have a go, see if you can get it. <laughs> it's, it's dead awkward, this. <laughs> ting, ting, ting. Gives her enough time to like find something, drag it across the room, pull herself yeah. up on this window, and the yeah. whole time the soundtrack's going, ting, ting, ting. <laughs> yeah. it's like, what on earth is that? Keep Paul, the music bad going. Barbed wire, yeah. I, I think, the, well, I don't want to die like this, but if I have to die, I want to go out in a blaze of glory. The, the bit where... Well, I mean, I do, I do have to die, but the bit where um, the uh, Pat, Pat Hingle, Pat Hingle's death, it's aggressive when you say it, where she heard him, Pat, Pat Hingle, where Pat is looking Pat out, Dingle of the, uh, from Emmerdale, <laughs> yeah, is where she's um, she's goes into her friend's room and she looks out the window and then the windows blow up and she's like ah, and then a friend just comes in and goes, why don't you close them? So, <laughs> yeah. so she closes the windows and then she's like, there's something out there. So she has a look and then there's some eyes. Out there, and then um, a hand bashes through the window and grabs the back of red and smashes <laughs> yeah. her face against the glass. And eventually, your face pushes through the glass, but it's not like you know when you're like boom, and then you're, you're red. It's like the gradual pressure of being like, and then and then it's the most casual stabbing scene I've ever seen, where a man just rather than stabbing her, he's just slowly putting a knife. Oh in yeah, <laughs> it's one of them fake knives as well, and it like goes through a blouse and then lifts it up, and the blouse is completely contact uh, yeah. um, intact underneath. And then, and then the poor cow, and then she falls on a window and a red goes through and she's, she's obviously screaming because her red's gone through a skylight. And then um, someone wraps some cable around her and then the skylight gives way. So she falls and it hangs her at the last minute. And then you think that's enough. Then it, it pans and a friend has also had a big piece of glass fall in her head. So she's dead too. But if I have to die, <laughs> I was going to say that's better than razor wire. I'd rather die like that. Uh, another way I wouldn't want to die is uh, that scene where the bat comes in the window and starts slowly attacking the lady, the bat on the string. <laughs> yeah. So then she decides, rather than chucking it out of the window and shutting the door, chuck a towel over it and then bat it to death. <laughs> There's no need. They're endangered them. <laughs> Horrible. I'm not getting coronavirus for nothing. <laughs> you get a, Douche. get a fine for that now. Oh, yeah, you would. Although if I was to die of the barbed wire, if I was itchy before I went in, it'd be ah, bloody lovely this. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Eczema. Good, right, really good. <laughs> <laughs> good for my skin. Trivia. Drill of Falls. All right, I was. I mean, I was spoiled for for trivia here. Um, some of the things that didn't quite make it to the list. You're only getting two questions from me, but one of them that didn't oh. make it to the list. Uh, did you know Finnalugi? Min Minjosi, oh yeah, well, yeah, very yeah. well, yeah. Played a, played a cab driver in this and the sequel Inferno. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> that was on the trivia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of favourite actors. Ah, <laughs> uh, there he I is. Knew, I knew I'd seen him there's before. Fenugio. There he is. <laughs> yeah, he's the one um, where when she gets in the cab, she goes, he goes, uh, what do? And she turns around and she goes, uh, Essestrasse, and he goes, what? She goes, <laughs> she goes, Essestrasse, and he goes, Bleh. 
So she shows him a piece of paper. And he goes, Ah, that's a strasser. <laughs> Come on, speak you clearly. Know. Speak yeah. clearly, love. She's probably thinking he's going to go fire him. <laughs> yeah. That that lad was fantastic. Get him in the sequel. Yeah, he's really played a good cab driver there. Right here we go. This is the actual question. This is one of two actual questions. Uh, true or false? This film was inspired mainly by Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. True. False. It was true. Cheers. Yeah, it was I thought it was going to be oh no, but it's inspired by Cinderella. Uh, no, like it that. was it was Snow White because uh, of the, the, I, I was there. the bright colours, the really bright colours. Your favourite film, that yeah, isn't it? Snow fantastic. White. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and was. second second bit of trivia. Um Suspiria <laughs> translates to True. Ah, false on that one. Again, that's true. Suspiria translates as to sigh. <laughs> so oh, you've been film, serious? Yeah. Oh, so the film's the film's uh, the film's title is actually. <sighs> <laughs> Do you want to go and say <sighs> two tickets? <laughs> what are you saying? At? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> film. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it was going to translate to fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, when the film has the most abrupt ending of any, I thought, right, it's just getting good. This it's just starting to make sense. When and the, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just starting to make sense. It was starting to build up and starting to make sense. Just as the dance studio explodes, it's like credits, <laughs> and I went. <sighs> that was it, was it? And that was the end. You are listening to. Right, here we go. So overall overall scores for this then, overall scare rating, a four point eight. Yeah, which makes it it makes it the bottom of the pile, which is uh yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame. It is a shame now we've talked about it, I do think it's good, but at the same time I, I never want to watch it again. Ever I'll watch it again if that was alright. Well, you would. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> This has been 100 Horrors. Thank you for listening.